It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Recently, I've been receiving a whole ton of messages from students asking about the application cycle. Everything from the basics like writing a CV and cover letter to much more specific questions, things like, how does a group exercise work in an assessment center when everything's being done completely virtually online because of the pandemic? Or how do you build rapport with someone when it's being done via Zoom instead of in person? So with the help of my colleague, Zhao Yuzhang, we're hopefully going to unlock a few trade secrets and take a deep dive into some of these questions through a series of episodes, career focused, so you feel as best prepared and as confident as you can be when applying for roles in finance. So good luck, I hope it's useful, and let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the third installment of our Career Hacks series, where I'm joined by my colleague Xiao Yu Zhang, and we're going to cover today higher view interviews. We've had a number of questions from students from literally around the world asking about this um, and the challenges that they face, uncertainties and questions. So we're going to go through the usual bit of context. What's the purpose of it? Who uses higher view? Where does it fit within the application process? And then we'll talk about tips and tricks. If you've not gone back and listened to them already, we've covered so far in the series virtual assessment centers. Again, uncertainties around how do they actually work? What do they feel and look like in a pandemic period? And then we've just released the uh, last week's episode, which was that about group exercises. How do you really stand out in that type of thing? Um, so definitely worth going back and having a review. But Xiao today is higher view interviews. And so maybe to start a bit of context, 
what's the purpose of HireVue and, and who uses it and where does it fit as in, in the application journey that people make? Sure. Hi, Anthony, and hi, everyone, once again. Um, so yeah, HireVue, very uh, interesting topic indeed. Uh, I would say the whole purpose of HireVue is to really assess uh, a large amount of candidates uh, within a short period of time uh, with some assistance uh, from the kind of uh, AI side and also helping to really uh, gather uh, um, you know, candidates from all kinds of background. Uh, the concept has actually been around for, for quite a while, um, but I would say within the world of finance, uh, it has really been, uh, 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 you know, utilized uh, very, very commonly over, I would say, probably the past four or five years time. Um, if people actually search up, the, the company is actually called HireVue. So, you know, they've been around for longer than that, for sure. Um, and in the industry previously, a lot of the uh, candidate selection process, especially at the beginning of the whole recruitment process for internships uh, and so on, is quite manual. Uh, in particular, the second step, which is more involving around what we call the telephone interview. And that involved people having to book you in for a time slot, uh, making sure both sides turns up and requires a lot of the time from the HR department. Also, some companies use business unit reps. Uh, um, and, and so that was quite a complicated process and as a way to really be able to review more candidates and make the whole process more efficient, uh, you know, high view got introduced. So kind of fitting with what you were asking also in terms of where it fits in uh, for a lot of the companies of finance, mostly in the second stage, which is typically after you've made your initial application, uh, you know, you may have done some online tests and you pass that stage, then the, the second next stage is the higher view process. Um, having said that, for some companies' finance, they actually also embed the higher view process into the very initial stage. JP Morgan is a great example. You actually have to submit your online application, do the online test, and pass your higher view uh, as all part of the first stage in order to proceed. Um, and in terms of the companies using it, it's becoming more and more popular in finance. Uh, certainly, a lot of the big, big financial institutions utilize this uh, um, in a higher view process to broaden the number of candidates they can review and also just uh, abandoning the concept of a target university and really uh, giving the opportunity to more people interested in the world of finance. So for, for someone who's never actually done one of these before, just very briefly, can you describe to me what a higher view interview in itself is like? I mean, how many questions are we talking and how quick fire is it? Yeah, sure. So higher view in terms of what is, long story short, it is a um, quite odd way to be interviewed because I think in the, the, the general sense, right, when you think of interview, you think of two people perhaps, uh, you know, face to face talking to each other. But essentially higher view brings that uh, stage to, to the virtual world where essentially you are talking to a webcam. Uh, or if you like a dot, basically, and your response to various questions that HireVue system throws at you is recorded and then reviewed by the assessor uh, with the system of the, 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 the HireVue, uh, you know, kind of background system 
Um, and the whole process itself can be as short as, for example, 10 minutes, but also can be longer depending on which stage you encounters it. Um, so the earlier on in the uh, recruitment stage you encounter it, the, the typically it, the shorter it will be. A 10 minute higher view interview will be you know, somewhere between three to four questions. And typically how it actually works is for each of the question, you have around 30 seconds to actually read the question. It will appear on your screen uh, in the system that you have to log into and so on. Uh, it will appear on your screen. Here's the question, have 30 seconds to prepare for it. And then it will jump into the next window where you will have somewhere between a minute to three minutes to actually answer. Uh, why do I say it's a range? It, basically, depending on the company using it, they can decide how long they want the response time to be. For most opportunities in finance, it's somewhere between 90 seconds uh, to basically 120 seconds, so a minute and a half to two minutes, basically. Once you've done that, then get to the next question and repeat the process until you've done all the questions. Do we have any intel as to how frequently, let's say JP Morgan, if I was to have applied in 2020 to 2021, or we go back to 2019, the evolution of these questions, I mean, is there st stuff that students can do to, to get a bit more ahead of the game to think about what could I be asked? Is there like a commonality to the questioning at a high sure. view stage? Uh Understood. Yeah. So the, the, the thing about high view is, in my opinion, is not the question that's the scariest. It's rather the, the format itself. It's so alien to a lot of the candidates. You know, after all, not everyone's a YouTuber, uh, you know, on a daily basis. And um, it just focusing on the questions, the questions are actually very similar to the general interview questions you would have to prepare for, uh, for face-to-face, -face, or if we look at during the COVID period for the virtual you know, uh, group interviews or, or just one-to-one -one interviews, it's actually very similar questions. So, you know, walk me through your CV, tell me about yourself, um, you know, give me an example of you working a team, uh, sometimes situational questions like you're about to go into a meeting, how should you prepare for it and so on. So they're actually very similar types of questions that needs to be prepared. Okay, so you mentioned there that not everyone's a YouTuber or used, uh, used to being on the other side of a camera rather than physical form. So I know one of the points you wanted to talk about though is that the physical sense was the, the way to dress. Seems, seems mm. fairly obvious, but, but talk to me about it. What, what have you seen or uh, encountered in conversations with students about on that front? Sure. So I think this is actually related to uh, another big worry for a lot of the students is how am I actually being assessed during the higher view process? Is it all computer AI? Is it any human involvement? Um, and is it just the tone of which I speak that they care about and, and so on? Uh, and so, so a lot of students may have misunderstandings of actually how this whole process goes and therefore sometimes neglect because the lack of information or lack of understanding neglect certain parts and dress code is, is unfortunately part of that. Um, you know, the, the, in my opinion, the right way to do this is just treat this as if it's a face-to-face -face interview. So how you dress up for that, do make sure you, you do so uh, for, the, for the higher view. And to kind of one of the points, Anthony, you mentioned in our previous discussion is that by dressing up like that actually gives you sort of the the feeling, right? You, you're in the zone for this type of event. 
Um, so, so, you know, that, that's how it should be. But unfortunately, I've still had students who, you know, for, for example, only dress up, uh, let's say, put on the shirt and put on the tie. But, you know, forgetting to turn off the camera or, or looking out for the angle that end up revealing the fact that they might not be fully appropriately dressed and, and so on. Or it may be that some people just think, actually, I've just been casual. Uh, it's okay for me to, to just, you know, wear a, a shirt, a like sort of attire and so on. It's just small things. But again, I think especially when you don't have that face-to-face -face interaction, small things like that end up mattering a lot. Um, might it be an AI on the other side or might it be there's human, you know, uh, assessment involved? Yeah, I mean, I was I was doing a bit of research for this this episode, and I was reading about these um, nonverbal cues, facial expressions, eye movements, body movements, details of clothing, nuance of voice. I mean, I can imagine uh, a student seeing that list and just being petrified that this machine <laughs> machine is just this algorithm there is firing while they're moving. But um, I this is one of the conversations I have with my wife quite a lot actually, because um, obviously my, my job is, um, you know, I put out YouTube content and public content on a daily basis where I'm on, on a camera. Um, and in my head, I don't even think twice about it. I mean, it has been, I would also add 15 years. So if I didn't do it subconsciously and I just kind of go about my business and I don't even blink, then it would be worrying if I wasn't at that, that stage in, in this far into my career. But um, honestly, it wasn't always like that. Certainly at the beginning of my career, uh, my job was to be a squawker, which for those who are not familiar with that kind of role, is essentially we were kind of like if you visualize a bank trading floor and there's a team of analysts sat in the middle of all these hundreds of traders and we've got microphones and we're like market real-time surveillance and we're having to comment in real time as things are happening. So being able to talk using... You know, the nuance of your voice, your body can also be used to accentuate your voice because people weren't looking at me, they were generally listening to me. Um, and it just, just training, I'd say more than anything, but also I would say that I somewhat, and this is a, I, I do understand that I contradict myself when I explain this, but but bear with me. One is, yes, you have to relax and kind of um, disassociate yourself from the situation because when I was doing it, at its peak, there's 50,000 people listening. And if you think about 50,000 people listening to what you're saying, and they're trading real money on the back of what you're saying, you make a mistake, that's you gone. If you think like that, you're never going to be able to talk on a microphone because you know, you're talking like Wembley Stadium is listening to your every word. <laughs> so in reality, though, I used to just think, that's not true. I'm just sat here in a room with 100 people even though I can't virtually see everyone. So you kind of just let go of that, that fear of, of, of the size, I guess, uh, in, that, in that respect. But the other thing, which again is slightly contradictory, is that I definitely would put on like a persona, like a squawk persona. <laughs> um, and that would be, you know, I use my hands quite a lot generally when I present. I definitely don't just, you know, catch up with you, Zhao, when we're making a coffee when you're in London and I'm there waving my arms around and like being super expressive, <laughs> but I do and that. <laughs> right. But I do that as a function of how I best know how to utilize my voice. 
So I think in, um, you know, in, in this, these virtual formats, one thing that was very common in the Squawk world that I think is definitely something I see with YouTube when I've had other people that I've worked with to try and get a better at that kind of uh, video presentation is that I always find that the internet kind of dulls down your outward expressions, whether it be your sound of your voice, your tone, your intonation, your, your, your physical delivery. And so mm. when I'm doing my briefing, I would say, say my, my daily market briefing, I would say it's about three X my normal energy because mm. the internet almost kills that energy because you're not able to just feel that in a physical form. And so for me to be able to like sell my, my kind of enthusiasm for what I talk about, because it's hard, mm. it's hard to make markets interesting. You know, this show, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, sometimes it's not right, but I mean, it, it, it for it, to, I, I think land with certainly younger yeah. people, it needs to be interesting. And so you've got to deliver Absolutely. it a certain way. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, you know, just a few couple of things there about my kind of approach and, uh, and mindset of how I kind of myself through just because I do a similar thing ish to hire view as a daily job of how yeah. I go about kind of trying to, to perform at, at the most optimal way. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. And, and what, what, are, and, what are and, the biggest issues you see though? Yeah. So, I mean, just to kind of follow you, follow on from what you said, one of the things I would certainly suggest to student, obviously you need to be more familiar with, the, the concept, right, in order to just be more natural and so on, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit in terms of how you can practice and so on. But I think one of the other things is that I get so many students asking, oh, how am I assessed and so on. It's kind of like, you know, preparing for an exam, you want to know what was the question last year and so on. I, I get it, I totally get it. But the, I, I think you, you gotta, you know, have a fine degree on this. If you're too worried about this, then, naturally you're going to get too over pressured and, and and things might not go as you expect and the other thing is just also again reiterate really behave as if you are in a real one-to-one -one interview i think that mindset is super important just to give an, an example i was doing this in a uh, kind of a demo mock high interview and actually one of the student when got asked a question that he wasn't sure about because he is at the comfort of, well, you know, sit, sitting at home. He felt that it was okay for him to try to act subtly and search for the answer on the internet because he's, <laughs> he had a fairly quiet keyboard, right? Now, things like that, obviously, in your face-to-face, -face, you would never dare to do it. Like, just hold on, let me check my phone. You would never do that. But he thought it was fine to do so because he had a quiet keyboard. However, what gave away was his reflection in his glasses that basically was because I was on the side and you can see in the reflection that he was scrolling through a page, right? Then, then the, the, the point being that, you know, don't do things that, that you're not going to do in a one-to-one. -one. And, and I'm not saying that you now should not wear gla glasses for, for, for high view and so on, but it's just an example, live example, if you like, of, you know, how small things, right, can be picked up without you even realizing. Uh, I'd, I'd love to have, have, have been an observer when when you saw that reflection come up on his lenses. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I, I when I asked the student, yeah, I, I realized you were scrolling through. He was very shocked. You know how 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 did you know? Was it the pause? Was it no? Your glasses gave it away. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so it's it's all quite interesting. And and again, because people are not familiar with these type of environment, we make certain assumptions. Uh, and we feel like we go away with it and not necessarily the case in the eyes of, you know, recorded yeah. content. Yeah. And, and, you know, just going back to this idea of practice, uh, I'm an absolute believer in that, in that even to this day, I will, you know, I won't look, I won't look at every minute, but I will have a look at say 60 seconds of the briefings that I do on a daily basis because I want to see for myself, I will know upon the conclusion of my delivery, I, in my head, I kind of rank myself because uh, mm. I'm quite self-critical in that way because I want to always do my best. And so at yeah. the end of my delivery, so today, if, if you were to go back, so we were recording this actually on 27th of October, 27th of October briefing, I'd score myself a 6.5 out of 10. And I'm pretty harsh on myself. Yesterday, I'd give myself an eight. So on the on the twenty sixth of October, and I'm striving for ten. I never give myself a ten, <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm one of those types of people, basically. But um, the point being is, is that I still go back, and I do this every day. This isn't like me training to like nail a higher view interview. I'm doing this. I'm I'm you know I'm publicly putting myself out there to be scrutinized and, and people do you know leave an odd comment where they say stuff on social media um, i'm sure everyone's been a recipient of that in some shape or form these days given the amount of usage and engagement people have um, but the point is it's just it's just practice and practice and and i through watching myself and you can do this for high view practice which is recording yourself using the same conditions that you would do in in, in reality and then just go back and say, okay, there's when you when I view myself, there's some little quirks that I have that I don't even know I have until I watch it back because I'm I'm yeah. not consciously doing it. And so if you ever watch our head of trading peers deliver a, a video or a lecture, definitely a podcast he'll spend the entire time going he's kind of like playing with his collar on his shirt um it, and it's something that he doesn't know he's doing it but he just does it and it's these sorts of things where if you were doing a high view interview and you're there going like this the whole you know playing with your collar whilst you're answering for a minute question i would imagine the system will fail you because it's not an appropriate way that you would interact in a formal sense or you certainly wouldn't do that in a in a normal interview it would show you're perhaps lacking confidence or these sorts of things. But that's why I say you watch back the recordings, you identify these things, and only then can you address them. Um, but it's one thing to identify your patterns. It's another thing then to take action upon them, um, which is like being very um, kind of true to yourself and, and responsive to that um, is quite key. Yeah. Yeah. And just to add to that, I, I think, you know, you're absolutely right in terms of the practice. So, so there's a few things I think specific to high view practice um, that I would like to mention because, um, you know, for, for the, the students out there listening to this, uh, please don't think that actually, 
oh yeah, I'm practicing for my general interview questions already. So that means I'd be fine with this um, because there are some you know, slightly differences. So first thing for high view, um, the, the, to be even more specific, the way I would recommend you do this is not to you know, just have a piece of paper with a question and then you know, think of the answer and you know, maybe record yourself. Ideally, you set this up properly. So what you can do is write, uh, each, uh, uh, write the questions um, on a PowerPoint slide, right? And then you basically have one question per slide, then you full screen the whole thing. So essentially make it as realistic as possible. And then, you know, when you're answering that question, you know, it will appear on the screen as a full slide, then you will record yourself. Um, and then you flip to the next slide to practice the next question and so on, make it as real as possible. Um, then do definitely watch yourself back is very, very important. The other thing why I say it's different to just practice for normal interview question is to do with a time constraint. Because um, even though these types of questions, as I mentioned before, they're very similar to the ones you get in a face-to-face, -face, but the time constraint is very different. You know, for offline, if you spoke for, I don't know, uh, 91 seconds, no one would say, hold on, hold on. You know, you can't speak anymore, right? If you're talking about something interesting, but higher view doesn't work like that. If they only give you 90 seconds, you only got 90 seconds. So how to deliver your response in a very precise and concise manner in that short period of time requires quite a lot of practice. And, and I'll argue for a lot of the students that struggle with the interview process, this is one of the biggest you know, soft skill point that, that needs to be practiced. So, so making, making sure that you're able to nail the answer in that time frame is also very important. On top of this, the amount of time you get for each company during the high view stage it can vary and uh, certainly varies by industry too. So what I would highly recommend is usually when you get invited to a high view uh, stage, they will give you the chance to do a practice run. Even if you've done high view before, do make sure you do that practice run because sometimes because we've done it before, we get overconfident and we go, oh, I'll be fine. And then it turns out, what wait, this is not quite the same as before. So always do that practice run and you may realize, ah, this company gives a bit longer for this. So I know how to do this properly. You know, don't, don't leave any regrets afterwards. Uh, I hope that makes sense and, and, and it would be useful. Cool. All right. Well, look, I think we've um, covered quite a bit there. So unless there's anything else you'd, you'd want to add to put, to put this, gonna set you a challenge, Xiao. To, to, to conclude sure. the episode in, in <laughs> okay. 60 seconds give me a conclusion then of your of the main points the main tips and tricks okay in, in summary sure um in summary always treat a high view process just as if you are in a real one-to-one -one interview and do everything and act everything as if you're in a face-to-face -face scenario. Secondly, practice, practice, and practice. Um, you know, questions are similar, but again, uh, be very concise, understand the process properly, become familiar with it, um, and really, really just practice. Then when you are there, you, you can just focus on answering the questions rather than worrying about how do I look and, and all the rest, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, well, look, I hope everyone listening, that was a, a useful uh, discussion. Again, this series is for you. So if you have 
uh, specific application questions, whatever those might be, send them in to me directly. My email is a.chung, C-H-E-U-N-G at AmplifyTrading.com. Shoot me an email, uh, give me some ideas or things you'd like to hear. Me and Zhao will definitely love to uh, review and, and we'll pick out some and hopefully over the coming weeks we can we can do a conversation about it but Zhao thanks very much as ever and uh, see you next time all right thank you all and see you soon you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.